Being given a mental health diagnosis, such as depression or anxiety, is experienced by people very differently, depending in part on whether it results in better access to treatment, such as therapy, or being disempowered and marginalised. I'm more or less self-diagnosed. Um, and I went to see my GP and I put it to him. And he said, yeah, I think you're probably right. And we can make an appointment for you to go and receive the diagnosis formally. And uh, it was a bit of a relief because I thought, well, you know, okay, this is, this is a bona fide illness, so it's not my fault. But the more I thought about this, the more I really didn't like it. I was going to have to go to see an expert who was going to charge me £350 to tell me what I already knew uh, and give me a one-way ticket to disability. And I, the more I thought about it, the more I didn't like it. And I thought, there's got to be a better way. There must, there must be a better way than this. And so I went back to my GP and I explained to him that, yes, I had these highs and lows, um, but I didn't really want to be a professional disabled person, thanks very much. There's got to be a better way. There's always a temptation to go for a diagnosis because that kind of lifts it off your shoulders and then the professional is responsible for it. But in doing so, you kind of give up your own responsibility for your own well-being. I think it helps to have a diagnosis, I'm sure of it. Uh, apart from anything else, uh, it's a, it, it, it's a, it, it cuts off all kinds of other diagnoses. It says, well, it's not this, it's not that, it's not that. Um, and that can be good. Of course, <laughs> like any diagnosis, it could be that, well, the one thing it is is the worst thing it could be, which I don't think it is in the case of um, bipolar disorder. And, and not knowing whether what you have is, is actually classifiable and recognisable as a condition that is in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual and is, you know, an official thing that has its indicators and symptoms that are recognised. If you imagine how, how much of a relief of the mind it is when it's something physical that's traced to its source, imagine how much more so when it's something to do with your state of mind. You know? I wouldn't have liked that label. I talk about um, I have had depression or I live with depression, but I'd already been quite vocal about labels. I had a sister who had schizophrenia and I really despised people talking about schizophrenics or manic depressives or depressives, you know, because we don't talk about cancerous people, you know. Um, and I think that if you label if somebody enough, and I'd say that to everybody, any, anybody, if you label that person or that group of people enough, they take on a victimology. They, they see themselves as victims. I prefer to think that uh, of myself as someone who happens to have depression as part of their makeup, but has learned coping mechanisms. One of the problems with diagnosis can be that it sometimes exacerbates the stigma experienced by people with mental health problems. I wasn't surprised to find out when I was involved in a community attitudes uh, and awareness program, um, when we did a lot of research, we found one of the highest levels of stigma towards mental illness within the mental health profession. <laughs> That's because it's like, I'm treating them, it's not me. The real problem with it is other people. That's the bigger problem. And all, all the seriousness that I've discussed of, of, of this condition is, is absolute and is to be addressed and, and not to be taken lightly. But 
really it is society and stigma that I think lie at the heart of, of, of the problem of mental health in this country and will continue to do so. And I think that's something that that has to be watched very carefully because once per someone's got this label of depression or anxiety, whatever, you've got to be very careful that you don't label everything they do and every reaction as a symptom of what you've labelled them. I had a cab driver once who said he'd gone to Helston, which is a psychiatric hospital near Norwich, and had to pick somebody up. He said, oh, you know, he was going on about how he wouldn't have one of them um, from there in his cab, because you, you don't know what they're going to do, and you, you just can't take your eyes off them. And, and I just let him chat on, and I, I, I said, so are, are they scary? And he said, oh, yes, yes, you can always tell when you've got one of them in a cab. You know, I'm, I always keep my eye in the mirror and what have you. And I said, Spectre will be keeping your eye on the mirror now, won't you? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, I've been in a psychiatric hospital. I spent five weeks. He said, but you seem normal. I said, what the hell is normal? Cycle on a washing machine. Yeah, um, that, and that's my slogan, normal is a cycle on a washing machine. I think what would help is if people would just be prepared to discuss it more openly, particularly in a working environment. Because work, for me, the working environment is where the stress can be the worst because you're expected to perform, you're contracted to perform, you're there to earn money, really, and your employer has a right to expect that you will deliver something. And if you start to lose confidence in yourself, then that can kind of be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, so we need to find a way of talking about this and opening up the workplace, really, so that people can say, you know, I, I've experienced, I've had these experiences um, which made it difficult for me to do my job or, or whatever. Um, we, we need to find a way to make it ordinary. It's much easier for me in my business to say that I, I, I have this condition. No one's going to sack me. No one's going to think that I'm not up to the job. They may even think I'm better qualified for it in some strange way, you know, such as the, 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 you know, the obeisance we pay to, to, to show business and the creative arts. But the people who work in teaching and um, spot welding and factories and offices around the country, they're not in such a happy condition. And, and I think it's not that they need, well, partly perhaps they need to feel, I hope, that they're not alone and that, that what they have needn't hold them back. But also those around them need to know that, uh, that um, you know, this is something that is, that where their, their attitude can have a, make a huge difference. I noticed, I, w I went onto um, a website um, about my film cre uh, credits and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And I went on and it said, uh, I, I have been in a, a number of films. Um, uh, Shaun of the Dead, for instance, what have you. And I thought, oh, that's pretty good. And then I saw industry um, sort of warning or issue. And I thought, what's that? And I clicked on that. This is on the internet. And it said, warning, has suffered from depression, may not complete. So, you know, <sighs> depression is still a bigger issue on a release form for me than breast cancer. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, you know, 
there is more an issue of, of me not completing a film or a project through depression than a reoccurrence through breast cancer.